And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, how is quarantine treating you this week, which is becoming our rallying cry until it stops? <laughs> yes, this is the Corona multiverse. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going all right. You know, it's the, the Easter long weekend here. So uh, yeah, just been kind of chilling at home. Trying to, I've been like binging so much TV and, and movies and stuff. I'm actually like making a dent proper dent in that's, my like list of stuff i haven't watched yet that's good i i wish i could say i've been binging stuff but believe it or not i've been more paranoid about getting work done than ever before <laughs> i've been trying to stream and do other shit because i don't want to run out of content because before i never had to worry because there was new comics every week i would never catch up now there's a real genuine thing i might like run out yeah yeah it, 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 it's funny isn't it it's like we take that for granted it's like oh there'll always be like comics but mm -hmm. like now we've gone what two weeks so far without any new yep. comics and it's like it's getting there it's, it's like me I've, I, i'm starting to get to the end of my list i'm like well what series did I like kind of stopped doing because I didn't have time yeah, so I'll go yeah. back to those ones and I've got some topic videos coming out I'm doing a big story so far video right now on uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man which actually I got done much quicker than I thought I did considering that I didn't wake up till like three in the afternoon today and that's becoming <laughs> a regular thing I, I I had to put on a real shirt with buttons just so I felt like a real human being who was doing real things <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie I think the fact that this is like you know Easter long weekend and like couldn't be with all my family and everything and we couldn't have a big dinner i think that probably like actually took the wind out of my sails a little mm -hmm. bit maybe without me even knowing it yeah yeah definitely it's it's a very strange holiday week it's just this is the first holiday with under coronavirus isn't it yeah and hopefully it'll be the last we yeah, can only hopefully. hope yeah yeah we we can uh, we can only hope but yeah we'll definitely remember this it's funny my dad texted me this morning he's like oh hey and happy easter i'm like fuck off no it's not I'm like oh shit it is <laughs> god damn it normally we should be having turkey and we should be playing uh what is it euchre with the family around the table but no <laughs> no i'm eating sour candies and eating shrimps that i got on sale and doing this show <laughs> Happy Easter, everybody. Jesus is born or came back or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time since Sunday school. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on stuff. I haven't watched it yet, but I know Saturday Night Live made a big deal this week because they like did a bunch of sketches from home and everything. And Tom Hanks actually hosted because Tom Hanks is apparently better now. He actually he beat the coronavirus. He beat it. Yeah. Did, did they do it all from like... They obviously did They're, it all from their home over Zoom because that's the new thing nowadays. Right. Well, I think a bunch of them went out and filmed their own shit, like Pete Davidson filmed some of his own shit. I think they had a new animated segment, which is cool because SNL hasn't done animated segments since Robert Smigel used to do them. Yeah, that's been a while. It's been a long time. I'm like, please do more of those. I like these animated things. <laughs> please, please keep doing them. Uh yeah, uh, Tom Hanks, you know, he beat the coronavirus. Now the government will need to study him to find out what Tom Hanks cells are so special that allowed him to beat the coronavirus so we can all be shot up with Tom Hanks to defeat it. <laughs> he's, he's probably so nice. He probably just, you know, talked and listened to the coronavirus yeah, into that, submission. It's that wholesome DNA. It, it just like it just it just beat the, the coronavirus into submission with kindness. Did, uh, did you see his Mr. Rogers movie that he did? I saw parts of it. I didn't see the whole thing. I, I actually quite enjoyed it. 
because literally the whole conceit of that movie is that it's not even really about Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. It's about a journalist who's had like a really dark, shitty life who's supposed to go and interview Mr. Rogers. And he just hates that he's so wholesome. It's like, no, there's got to be something dark under you. So he keeps coming back and talking to him every day to try and figure out (laughs) what his dark undercurrent is, only to find out that there isn't one. (laughs) He's just too good. And I feel that's what happens when you meet Tom Hanks in real life. <laughs> no, come on, you have a drinking problem, right? No, come on, you, you hit someone with your car that one time. No, really? <laughs> nothing? Really? Fuck. <laughs> and then, like, Mr. Rogers rebuilds this man's fractured family because he's just that good. <laughs> and he had time in between his other things. <laughs> just time just to rebuild a guy's life from the ground up. Yeah. Yeah, he's literally just Superman, is what he is. He's just like, nope, I had time to do this, and I had time to fix everything. I hope you're happy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what my week has been so far. Just, you know, hanging in there, trying to do shit, yep. working on future videos. Uh, I put a new thing up on the channel this week, which I'm hoping to make a more regular thing until comics come back. Me riffing old retro superhero commercials. Yeah, it's a really cool, cool series. Yeah, I did that for a little bit, and that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can keep doing that. Yeah. That'd be nice. I did one on, like, uh, old 90s toys. I got that one in the hopper. And I got one on, like, old McDonald's commercials, which, holy shit, they do a lot of commercials McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think they do as many nowadays, but I know back in the day, it was like a new one every week. Yeah, I think they retired Ronald McDonald was the thing. I know I was watching like the 70s one back when they had like all the characters, like it was McDonald's Land with Mm -hmm. Mayor McCheese and Officer Big Mac and people you just don't see anymore. (laughs) Yeah, people who died. Well, you know, they, they cross Ronald. They dare to try and take the throne of McDonald's land for themselves. <laughs> so he was sure to grind them up into pink slime and serve them as nuggets. <laughs> that's the canon. You can't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I have enough to. But believe it or not, everyone, uh, we do have some news. Not a lot of it, but enough that I think we can build a show around. And, uh, hey, if we can't, you're all with us right here tonight on Sunday. So we'll probably do a little bit of Q&A to help fill it up if need be yeah sounds good yeah but before we do any of that i want to remind us of our sponsor uh lewis southard who was nice enough to sponsor the show not just for one week but for three weeks which really helped us out especially in these unsure quarantine times when you know got to keep the lights on that much more uh he has a new book coming out uh from uh action lab uh villain seeking hero uh volume one came out april 8th and volume two will be releasing april 15th uh lewis of course has been you know a member of the comic multiverse community for a while now it was really nice of him to reach out to me and uh want me to talk about this and i'm glad i could especially in a time when there's no new comics coming out period so if you're gonna buy something you might as well help support uh someone in the community you know an indie creator trying to make it i'll be sure to link down in the description both to where you can get a copy of the comic for yourself and a nice write-up uh of the book itself too so you know what you're buying yeah i, I looked it up after last time you mentioned it and it looks pretty pretty fun as we i think you said yeah. last time it is very superior foes like very much so yeah definitely definitely something i would jive on and definitely something that i 
would want to do. And uh, of course, you know, anyone else there in the comic multiverse community, if you have a project that you want to promote in any way, be sure to let me know. And if I vet it and everything, hey, we can try and make something happen. You know, let us let us be the community that helps. You know, let us be the community that promotes. Yeah, as long as it's, you know, above board, uh, we're not, you know, yeah. promoting anyone's, you know, drug cartels or anything. No, no, you know, it happened once and I still, uh, still, still haven't paid them back yet. <laughs> they, uh, they, they took a literal pound of flesh off me. You, you don't, you don't see it, uh, above uh, my waist, but you know, it happened. <laughs> as, uh, as Sal from Comic Pop says, no, I will not promote your Nazi newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so uh, I guess with that out of the way, everyone, we can hop into the news this week. And again, shocking that there actually is news. I keep waiting for one day for it to be like, yeah, nothing's happened. Please leave. I guess a lot has to happen because there's, no one knows when this virus is going to go on for. And so they need to like get yeah. out ahead of it. And Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely seen some of the bigger comic book sites, you know, kind of uh, kind of grasping at straws where it's like, mm -hmm. uh, well, can we? Can we talk about the empty arena WrestleMania matches? Here, here's my favorite episodes of Batman the Animated Series, everyone. Yeah, you can tell people are starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, this is this is good. This is fine. But uh, again, much like last week when Ezra Miller did us a real solid by assaulting that woman, <laughs> or or that video footage of him assaulting that woman showed up, so we could do at least twenty minutes on that. A new a new challenger, a new champion has joined the Smash Battle, and it's our <laughs> good old friend, crazy old Todd McFarlane, who's back again, and he he's got a plan, Matt. He's got a plan and a pocket full of dreams on how to save the comic book industry from this virus-induced <laughs> spiral. Now, um, I said I said before the show when i saw this news i said that like i saw this news on twitter or somewhere and i immediately just disregarded it just because it's todd mcfarlane he says this sort of shit all the time and nothing ever fucking no. happens <laughs> yeah yeah which again you know it's funny he started out small he started out with like hey i'm doing a big kickstarter to try and help the stores and help people and you know like oh that's really nice tom that's cool of you to use your clout to do that then he's like okay i'm remastering the first spawn and i'm gonna make it free because you know people need their entertainment and everything and it's gonna be really cool and i'm like oh that's interesting you know todd mcfarlane now as an artist who you know has developed and everything going back and remastering the first spawn that's kind of cool most people don't get a chance to do that and of course you're gonna give it free because you know you made a bunch of money off it already yeah exactly i'm like that's pretty cool but then then this week something kind of weird and interesting happened and again it's it, it's totally the fault of dc and marvel honestly and that is no no one is talking about the industry right now no one's talking about what's going on there seems to be very little leadership at both companies at the moment i know with marvel feige seemingly just took over but he's not really making his influence known DC had a big major power restructuring because DiDio was out and DiDio was usually the guy who talked to people about these kinds of things. Yeah, it kind of feels like they're just kind of running around with their heads cut off. I, I, much like every other, every other like, uh, workplace and everything, it, yeah. it just, this, this whole virus thing just took everyone by surprise. 
it's it's not unique to comics that's for sure a lot of industries are feeling this pinch right now but because no one else is talking and because todd mcfarlane loves to talk and has made a whole career <laughs> out of talking on top of being an artist and a toy man and everything else all the big comic websites this week and eventually a bunch of other online publications picked up on it. it's like well let's ask todd what we should do. hey todd what do you think you you've worked in this industry long enough you you don't work for any of the companies and have no real pull anywhere to speak of but what would you do <laughs> and uh, i have the article in front of me right now from newsarama and it is so perfectly todd mcfarlane because for every one thing he says that is actually like you know kind of smart and kind of like oh yeah that's a good idea or, oh yeah that's kind of sweet you know it's, it's, it's i've never thought of it like that he says two or three other things that are completely insane and you're like ah that's the todd mcfarlane i know yeah yeah i i, I breezed over the article just before when when we did it and yeah it, there's just so much like oh yeah that kind of makes sense and then he'll just say something that oh yeah it's it's it makes you realize that this is todd mcfarlane you're talking about First and foremost, he says, you know, I think the industry needs consistent messaging. That's true. We're seeing very little consistent messaging from DC and Marvel right mm -hmm. now in this, you know, time of quarantine. Marvel says they're pausing and that, you know, you're going to be getting at least two thirds of your books eventually but they're not really saying how and if they're going to be charging us more for it and you know will will these stores be around after that is it even you know the 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 purview and concern of dc and marvel that these stores survive i think yeah maybe because they form a symbiote circle but they're saying that dc is saying nothing dc is being super quiet well dc said what did they say recently that someone at dc said uh digital and physical are two separate demographics Mark. like like they're two yeah. like they, there's no overlap i'm like that's not <sighs> true i i am both <laughs> I, exactly. I have so much overlap in my life in this i'm like that sounds like you don't understand your audience <laughs> there dc but yeah, so he says that we need more consistent messaging. Yeah, agreed. They absolutely do. He says that, you know, the big major companies all need to get together, not just DC and Marvel, but also Image and Dark Horse, mm -hmm. which, you know, together make up 90% of the market. They're the giants and they should be putting out a message to their fans and to their readers. And he, he says, like, you know, they should just be working closer together in general, he says, you know, to help get these companies back on their feet. They should get together and they should decide, like, okay, I'm doing an event now, please don't run an event at the same time in hopes that everyone will, you know, buy ours and we can do good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is true. Don't we always hate it? And don't we always complain when DC and Marvel run big events at the same time? Not only that, in uh, especially recent times, most of the events have been very strikingly similar. Very. Very, very similar. Um, so, so yeah, you've got like this overlap where like, well both of these are mainly the same i'll just buy the one whose company i like more like dc or marvel i won't and, buy and the again, other one and again you and i are in an interesting position because this is our job and because you know we were going to buy it all anyway because it's a work expense but yeah if i was just a regular comic reader and this wasn't my job yeah i would have to pick and choose and in the end both companies would end up suffering because they kind of undercut each other and like mm -hmm. no one can afford to read both so yeah hey 
that makes a lot of sense, Todd. Yeah, I agree. And then, like, he goes on a little further. It's like, yeah, they should keep working together. And I'm like, well, it kind of sounds like you're pitching the comic companies to become a cartel is what you're saying. <laughs> if, if they can control the ways that people buy, what's stopping them from price fixing and everything else? Aren't there laws that make it so other industries can't do that? And then I'm like, well, fucking Diamond was basically already a goddamn cartel anyway, so why not own it and go all the way? Yeah, why not just replace one cartel with one that's maybe slightly a bit better? slightly a bit better because at least you're cutting out the middleman then it's the next thing he says where it's like okay you had me tom this is where he starts to lose me or uh todd not tom again too many fucking toms in the comic industry todd this is where he loses me he's like yeah you know when things get back to normal uh the comic companies uh they should put out their 10 biggest books for free to get people back in stores and to get people back in love with it you know we should give them away for free and i'm like I didn't go to business school. I don't know much about supply and demand, but I don't think it's good for an industry when you give things away for free. Well, not not as much as what he's saying. I could see them doing like maybe, okay, one book. Yeah, I mean, we we have free comic book day. That's kind of what it's supposed to do. Yeah, that already exists. But let's like, yeah, let's give the ten biggest books away for free. Uh, okay. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like a man who hasn't actually turned a profit in comics for a while, but turns a big profit on merchandise. Do you think maybe he saw, like, like he went back and looked at like, okay, what are their ten biggest books? Oh, I'm in these in these like uh. in these lists let's i'll just say i'll put my t put 10 books out for free and i'll get like some extra exposure like like his spider-man stuff and all that yeah that's that, that's a good question there yeah i wonder is uh spawn even in the top 10 anymore no i don't even think he was talking about old stuff i think he was talking about new stuff saying we need to put out new stuff to remind people comics exist and to get them back in he he basically says there that if the comic industry doesn't start giving away their 10 biggest books for free people are going to forget comics exist during quarantine and not come back to read them I don't think people will, considering comics still exist in quarantine, and you can pick them yeah. up and read them. <laughs> that's that's a weird fucking take from McFarlane, and just like, a, how little faith do you have in this industry where it's like, nope, if people have two months without comics, they're going to forget they exist and go and do other things. Maybe that's just like his mind, like, because there's no new comics, he's going to forget about the comics. <laughs> in two months, I mean, Tom McFarlane's not going to even remember he invented Spawn. <laughs> Like, yeah, maybe, and also, like, it is a very old-timey, very 90s uh, image comics type of idea where it's like, no, 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 you gotta keep, you gotta keep them on the hook, man, you gotta keep them coming. If you actually have ends for your stories and everything, people are gonna stop because comics are disposable by nature, I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of shitty that you think of that of your own art and your own thing where it's like, no, nah, man, totally disposable. <laughs> very cynical very cynical and i'm like you know is that just born from working in the industry as long as he has it's just it's just kind of a weird thing to say especially now where it's like no one's gonna remember to read comics in uh what is it in two months yeah yeah it's very strange uh, what are some other things he said? Uh, oh, he basically said that, you know, uh, he would really want to do the much-touted Spider-Man Spawn crossover uh, sequel there. You know, if if people wanted it and if it would be good for the industry and everything, he would be willing to do it. Are you going to put it out for free, Todd? Are you going to yeah, put are you it gonna out put... for free? 
that's my thing. Are you going to do it and put it out for free, Todd? I truly wonder. And also where it's like, yeah, a certain level of fan, you know, guys our age who have been reading since the 90s and everything. Yeah, we wanted that Spider-Man Spawn book and everything, but it's like, would it would it be the big hit it is now in 2020? I wonder. Ten years ago, probably, but Mayton, I don't know about now. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, like, how did Spawn 300 do? I know there was Spawn 300 just recently, and a lot of people were talking about it for a minute, but even then, that was more like kind of wistful nostalgia of like, man, you know, remember Spawn? He's back in Pog form. Yeah, it's it's very very quick because I I don't see anyone talking about Spawn anymore at all anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was his last thing here? Finally, McFarlane broadly suggested Diamond being the direct market's lone or dominant distributor has uh, rethought when things return to normal. I mean, it basically is. <laughs> I, I mean, it is. Like, who, yeah. who else is there but Diamond? I can't think of anyone but Diamond. <laughs> Comic Hub. Yeah, the comic. Well, well, here's his whole quote. We have one distributor for print comics, and they've uh, decided for safety to cease operation for. Oh, he's saying uh, that they should. He's basically saying that they should do digital and they should do print because they control all of print, but that they should also control all of digital as well. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the idea of one company running everything. Yeah, it kind of sucks for Diamond, and yeah, maybe if Diamond also run, ran the digital arm, we would be getting comics right now, but I'd rather have some time with no comics than with Diamond running everything. And yeah, it is fucking weird that even in 2020, Diamond is like, only things you buy through us matter, but, you know, these books are doing really well on Amazon, and people are reading them digitally, and they're having great sales and great cultural penetration. Yeah, but they didn't fucking buy him in a store, so fuck you <laughs> and like more and more as like diamond and comic stores get supplanted by amazon and all the online bookstores it feels like diamond only gets pissier and pissier yeah or well, it's yeah it's people like talking about like their competition and like their better competition so they're getting worried and of course they, because... they, I'd, i'm interested to see exactly what's going to happen to them once they come back from this and like forever that has been the thinking where it's like look my book did good because it got so many pre-orders and reorders through Diamond. So I did good. That is still the only metric that the comic companies really use to gauge success anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a fuck of a thing. Also, too, where once again, Todd McFarlane, almost out of one side of his mouth, Monopoly, good. <laughs> what we need is more Monopolies. That's the problem. If we had more Monopolies, comics wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's Todd McFarlane. Everything for you. It's uh, it's it's quite the sandwich where it's like, mm, yes, that was quite good. Oh no, what's this in the sandwich? Oh, a piece of broken glass. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, shit. What? <laughs> yeah, you had such tasty bread there, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> again i mean what did you think was gonna happen they they asked him for his opinion he just started talking and didn't stop for a little bit <laughs> and then even when they left the interview he didn't stop talking he just like wandered he's, out into the streets and just started talking he's still talking now to this day <laughs> if you if, if they say on quiet nights if you listen you can hear him talking <laughs> I know what they need to do, and you see back in image, and da, 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 and yeah. Since since the coronavirus has stopped, like planes and stuff flying over that, like the the wild Tobin Farlands are coming back into <laughs> in, in into the land, and and you can hear them on quiet nights. Into the wild, Monopolies oh, are they, good. 
Monopolies are good, yeah. <laughs> ah, I can still hear a twinge of his Canadian accent that he spent years trying to drop. <laughs> See, that's the thing that's always getting me about Todd McFarlane, because it's like, yeah, what, like for many years when I was growing up, he was celebrated as like this big Canadian creative who made good and, you know, made an impact on world pop culture. And then he left Canada and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm not calling him a nation traitor or anything. I'm just saying, <laughs> come on, Todd, come back home at some point. <laughs> I think there's a school named after him somewhere, actually, like where he used to live in Canada and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's like an art school or if it's just like a regular school. But, yeah, they actually named some shit after him. Oh, wow. <laughs> also, thank you, Tevia, for your little donation there. Again, everything is much appreciated. But yeah, that's uh, that's a hell of a thing on his part. And yes, we'll be getting to Dan DiDio in a minute there, Tevye. If, if you wait, it's on the list. I assure you, there is very little news in what was newsworthy, I was sure to put into the document. <laughs> but yes, any any closing thoughts on Todd McFarlane and his crazy <laughs> plan to save the well, As he said, he's got some good points, but he had some awful points as well. Yeah, really. But God damn it, I hope he does it again next week so we can have something to talk about. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Yeah, Thank Todd McFarlane so actually comes through with his ideas. <laughs> Look, tell you what, next week, how about we just get Todd McFarlane on the show to talk about shit? <laughs> I mean, we can't now because we furiously made fun of him, but let's just put a mic in front of him and let him talk for 20 minutes. <laughs> it wouldn't be 20 minutes. The problem with getting Todd McFarlane on the show is that he wouldn't stop talking. We'd still be here two days later. <laughs> Todd, Todd, we have to leave. We have to move on. Todd, we have said, no, no, we got to stay here forever. We're just going to stream for all time now. We're, we're the people who introduce streaming to him. It's like, wait, so people on the internet just listen to me now? Yeah, yeah, we can see them right here in the chat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Twitch number one, Todd McFarlane talks. Todd McFarlane, for real. It's like all those guys who discovered podcasts where it's like Todd McFarlane discovers streaming and never looks back. <laughs> Look, Spawn is just a streamable series now. I'll just draw it. Yeah, I'll just draw it on camera and you can watch me print it and then send it to you. Man, you joke about that, but I imagine that would be very popular actually. <laughs> I probably I I know I know some comic artists do like uh, like Facebook live stuff where they like just mm -hmm. ink or draw and stuff and it is pretty popular. That shit always makes me feel super inadequate where I'm like, "By <laughs> god, you are so talented." I know, right? I don't even I don't even have realize what goes into my favorite images images that i might stare at for like maybe five seconds at the most before i move on to another thing <laughs> also thank you ultimate dark slayer too todd is that crazy uncle who rambles on without you saying anything he is <laughs> comics crazy uncle in a family of many crazy uncles and, and he's the one who doesn't drink yet exactly this, this is like this is like pre-drunk yeah. You see, uh, I was on my way to Image at the time. I had an onion on my belt, as was the style at the time. I and mean, we were making spawn, you see. Uh, here he goes again. But you know what? As far as comics crazy uncles go, he's maybe not the most embarrassing. No. Not yet. He's, he's still good. Uh, all right. What else do we got there? Uh, oh. Hilariously enough, the next story does indeed involve Dan DiDio. Uh, Dan DiDio, 
who I guess has a ton of free time now in between not having a job and also being quarantined, uh, actually went on a, a podcast this week, the the Drink and Draw or something. It's a show I've never heard of before, which blew me away that Didio was on it. He must be friends it's, with them. It's it's run by Joe Casada. Oh, holy shit. Well, there you go. He, he, he literally gets on stream and drinks and draws. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Again, you forget, Casada was an artist. Yeah, and, and a pretty good one at that. A very good artist, yeah. It's shocking to think that, you know, we know him so much these days as a businessman and a behind-the-scenes guy. But, yeah, he actually put in his reps as a goddamn artist. But, uh, yeah, so he went on Casada's show, which is interesting enough in its own just to see Didio and Casada together under one roof. I know, right? <laughs> Again, that feels like the Flintstones meeting the Jetsons, where it's like, how is this even possible? <laughs> and, and you know, and Casada was like, all right, Dad, let me tell you what. <laughs> you come on my show, we'll drink and we'll draw, and it'll be great. <laughs> haven't done that character in a no, while. No, you haven't. <laughs> my, it's been a while. My, my, my completely inaccurate Joe Casada impression. <laughs> it just sounds like he would sound like that. Yeah, uh, again, if you ever hear Casada talk, very soft-spoken man, actually. He does not sound like how his face looks. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> he doesn't sound how his face face and name look. No, not at all. You know, you hear a name like Joe Casada. You think like some crazy wheeling, dealing, used car salesman from the 1940s. But no, apparently, just, just, just a normal dude. But uh, yeah, he was on this show, which sadly I have not had time to sit down and watch, although I feel like I really should because I imagine it would be pretty goddamn eye-opening. Uh, the, the big headline from that show that everyone kind of ran with this week is, you know, they asked Adio, what was your big, biggest regret? at DC and he said you know it was not spending enough time developing the new 52 but if you dig a little deeper into the quote he says you know it was not developing the second year of the new 52 he's quite proud with the first year of the new 52 which all right fair enough first year was it had problems but it definitely was a lot stronger than that second year that eventually became stuff like DCU and all of yep. that shit yeah, the first year it felt new and fresh. They were trying ideas, you know. Uh, you know, the, you felt like there was endless possibility. They could do whatever they wanted. But uh, yeah, he says by the time uh, year two came around, we didn't have near as much time to plan. I'm imagining this is around uh, what is it, uh, Villains Month and uh, Trinity War and all this other stuff. That's about year two, I do believe. Which is funny because it it's it's like history's repeating itself now because we've just had essentially. Uh, villain year and yes. we're at that same point where like everything's kind of up in the air yep boy boy is it and then he's like you know then by the time we got to year three we were starting to do rebirth and working in ideas and he says you know when you start working in ideas like that you start getting reminded of ideas you didn't like originally and why you wanted to reboot to begin with <laughs> as he rips up a nightwing comic yeah, really. It's just like, oh, you know, things you didn't like. Yeah, takes up a picture of Stephanie Brown, pulls it up, throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> you know, all the things you don't like. Uh, uh, takes out a cigarette and starts burning Wally West comics with it. <laughs> all the things you didn't like, they come back. <laughs> Even now I am gone and they continue to come to me in the night. <laughs> But yeah, I just thought that was very interesting. And, you know, like, is one of those guys where it's like, I hope he writes a book at some point. Yeah, he seems like he would have, like, a really storied and colorful, like, career. Oh, yeah. 
Well, he had a big career even before he started working in mm -hmm. comics. He worked at Mainframe Entertainment. He worked on the reboot show, for Christ's sake. Yeah, so he, he would definitely have some some stories to tell, some insights to, to give. Absolutely. I, I want to hear him talk about the Metal Men. Damn, why do you love the Metal <laughs> yeah. Men so much? What is, it, what is it about these characters that are really quite boring? Yeah, why, why did you keep pushing them so hard? Like, it's almost endearing, actually, to see that he had a favorite team that he pushed so hard. It would be like if you put me in power, and I'm just like, hey, can Green Arrow be in this? Joel, Green Arrow can't be in everything. Yeah, and, and it's even weirder that it's, like, such a, like, like niche team as the Metal Men. Which, uh, when I talked to Sal about this on the Elseworlds exchange, he said, you know, was that was that Didio playing, like, three-dimensional chess there? Where it's like, no, I'm definitely a fan. I'm definitely one of you. Look at this obscure <laughs> team I love so much. I'd have to be a real he, fan he, to love an obscure team. He clicked team. random on the wiki page and brought up the Metal Men. He's like, oh, they seem, I'll do them. Then they even had a series yeah. in, you know, decades. Yeah, who am I going to be all about? Just like he was all in on OMAC, like that was the thing that he yeah. kept bringing back over and over again. Like, yeah, one man army corps, one man army corps will be the cornerstone to everything. OMAC had a freaking book in the beginning of the new 52. Yeah, yeah, that ran like for longer than I thought it was going to run. There's a lot of those where it's like, this ran longer than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just, just a really interesting little eye opening thing uh with this interview I, I i would say check it out if you haven't already i have to check it out in its entirety but still kind of cool uh you know <laughs> i i like to this idea that dan to do hey i ain't going away anytime soon i might not have my old job but you can't get rid of me <laughs> i'm i'm still really waiting for them to say like oh he's working for valiant now or he's working for dark horse now i feel like someone's gonna snap him up someone uh, i i oh, would yeah. i would think like yeah it would be someone like valiant or dark horse or like idw or something mm-hmm because again, love him or hate him, the man has so many years of experience in this industry. Oh yeah, that it would be crazy to just let him sit home, or maybe he will sit home. I know I said this before. Maybe he has just enough money now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he invested good. Maybe he doesn't want to, you know, deal with us fans anymore at conventions <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yes, I hate Nightwing. What else do you want? <laughs> Apparently he's a very big man. Did you hear about that? Apparently he's like eight feet tall. Oh fuck, really? <laughs> yeah, apparently he's a giant dandadio. <laughs> he just stomps around. Fee fi fo fum. I smell the blood of Dick Grayson, and I don't like it. <laughs> Get him out of here. No, he likes Dick Grayson. He just doesn't like Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he can be Robin. He can be you know Rick. He can be Agent Grayson, but I don't want him to be Nightwing though. No, no, not Nightwing. <laughs> Yeah, no Nightwing, though, because that makes me feel old. <laughs> and if I feel old, other people must feel ancient. That's how it works. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a fun piece of news there. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh, oh, Matt Reeves gave an interview this week, a little update on the upcoming The Batman film, and he let it be known across the internets to echo into eternity. It will not be an origin story. Yeah, and I think he kind of already addressed this before as well. Like, I think it was going to be like a year or two into uh, mm. Bruce Wayne's career as Batman. And it kind of looks that way as well. Like, it still looks yeah. like not so much an origin, but not so much a seasoned Batman. Right. But Matt, how will I know Bruce B. Batman if I don't see the pearls <laughs> get broken in the alley and his parents get shot? Yeah, and the bat coming through the window. 
yeah, how will I know? How will I know Batman, Batman, if I don't see those things? I am, <laughs> I am an idiot, you understand. <laughs> and I need everything explained to me in great painful detail. <laughs> the, uh, the chat says Batman Homecoming. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's, it's probably not going to be as funny as Homecoming, but... No. I mean, you never know. I mean, Reeves, there was comedy that's in true. those apes movies, and you didn't expect there to be comedy there. I, I think Batman can be funny. You can put a gallop. Oh, yeah, he can, in. he can absolutely be funny. There can be funny characters, which, again, you know, I swear if they ever actually got the courage to do Robin, I think Robin should be funny. He should be a funny little kid. He should, you know, be quick with comebacks and one-liners and everything. Absolutely. And Batman should, like, stare him down when he does. You should be like, mm, we don't do that here. Ah, come on, lighten up. <laughs> if, if I did a Batman movie, that would be, like, my uh, my running plot throughout it. Robin just trying to get Batman to smile on the job. Just and once. then eventually, Just once. And then eventually he does it at the very end. He's like, I saw you smile. No, you didn't. <laughs> or don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was, a, there was, a, there was a, a Justice League comic about that. Yes, I think so, too. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, see, Batman's not so humorless. I mean, hell, people love that Batman universe book so much, and Batman's hilarious in that. Yeah, because he's dry. He's got dry, yeah, he's dry wit. Very dry wit. Which, again, it's like, okay, it's kind of like uh, Geralt from The Witcher, where it's like, was that a joke? That might have been a joke. Yeah, they, they did it really well in, um, in uh, like, the Justice League cartoon and Batman the Animated Series with Kevin Conroy. Oh, yeah. he, he was perfect as, like, that dry wit Batman. Did you see uh, Kevin Conroy as another part of one of those big internet charity things? He read that first issue of The Adventure Continues. I did, yeah. That's pretty great. That's cool. I like that he did that. Yeah. Yeah. Conroy's a good guy, we could all admit. What a, <laughs> what, what, what a nice man. What a, what a saint. Uh, but yeah, so there's your Batman news, everyone. It's just nice to get regular updates on this one, especially because we don't know when we're going to get a trailer now. We don't know when we're going to get anything. In the movie might even be pushed back because before the coronavirus pandemic hit, they'd only filmed about 25% of it. Oof. So it's it's definitely pushing back the schedule on that and as well as like other, heaps of other films. Yeah, I mean, I imagine when this is all said and done, the studios are going to be playing a lot of release date chess. You know, oh, yeah. Mar Mar Marvel had their finished ones. They have their Mulan and their Black Widow, and they've already staked their claim to mm -hmm. late November. Yep. Yeah. So, I uh, obviously, Warner Brothers will probably want to follow suit, and a bunch of other movie studios are going to want to follow suit because you don't want to have to open up next to a big Marvel movie or a big Disney movie if you don't have to. No, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. All right, what do we got after that? Uh, oh, uh, speaking of big events and speaking of comic books in general, San Diego Comic-Con announcement uh, coming soon on this year's event due to the coronavirus. I think this might be old news. I think they eventually said tentatively they're going to try, but also, you know, don't expect a miracle. Yeah, I, well, I heard, I think it might have been from Kevin Smith's podcast, but he, he said something that I actually really agree with, and I actually think it will happen because I know these Comic-Cons aren't really always above board but mm -hmm. they uh, he does he reckons that san diego comic-con like the the people that run the comic-con won't cancel the event they'll wait for the city of san diego mm -hmm. to cancel all the events so they don't have mm -hmm. to give refunds that way they're not the bad guys yeah, yeah that yeah that sounds really really likely unfortunately yep 
We uh, we saw that with WrestleMania this year and a bunch of other events. People bought their tickets for that, uh, both airline tickets and show tickets, and apparently both companies dicked them around immensely mm-hmm. to try to get it canceled. Uh, Airbnb was another mm-hmm. thing. Apparently people had to jump through a bunch of hoops to get their Airbnbs canceled. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's... That's shady business, but I totally believe it. Again, if if you do listen to the Comic Multiverse and if you have tickets already bought for uh, San Diego Comic-Con, let us know. How are you feeling right now? <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do because um, obviously we've, we've seen stuff like E3 get cancelled and then their plans yeah, for yeah. having it online, they scrapped them, but then also IGN are kind of doing E3 online this year anyway because um, they need the traffic so to yeah. call it an e3 celebration when it isn't yeah so like they could easily come online though i don't think they will right because right. it takes away that kind of uh, for some reason people want it to because they'll get to see the reveal trailers and like well there's no movies coming out so you probably wouldn't get any trailers um yeah i don't know what you're expecting but as well like they they act like it it's they finally get to see these reveal trailers without realizing that the people who get them get to see them at the show kind of pay for that yeah pay for that thing and also too where it's like you know they'll just put them up online now yeah. is all they'll do yeah i i think a lot of san diego comic-con and i think this it's been this way for a bit now I don't think it's so much the best con as it is the best status symbol of a convention. I was there. I waited in line. I saw the thing before everyone else. I got the swag bag. Aren't I cool? Yeah, well, it's, it's it really shouldn't just be called Comic Con anymore. It should just they should just like merge with like Cin- Cin- Cinema Con or something. Um, That's basically what because yeah, because yeah. p- c- the amount of people you see as well that are like shocked when they go there and find that oh it's not just you know the marvel studios hall h thing or you know dc and all that there's an actual like sure flow uh uh floor show that has dc marvel valiant all the comic book stuff not movie stuff and i mean I, i hear from people too where it's like yeah i was there and it was so goddamn crowded shoulder to shoulder i didn't even see a fraction yeah. of all the stuff that was there i'm like it just it seems like just even going to san diego comic-con you you don't have enough time to see everything that's there because they keep adding on to it every year and it, it doesn't help as well it isn't like where they have it because they've had it there since the beginning of time uh that's mm. that convention center isn't that like like super small like in comparison to like other ones it's it's not nearly as high tech as some of the other ones mm-hmm. like the javits center or in new york and like a bunch of the other ones which actually fuck speaking of the javits center they turned that into a goddamn like hospital outreach thing there for yeah. people who are sick yeah i did see that, that. Was, that was fucking eerie because i've actually been in that building and for them to show it set up as like a hospital triage place i'm like god i fucking stood there <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fucking weird. But uh, yeah, San, Di- San Diego Comic-Con is a weird beast, and I think it will continue so long as it is this big status symbol thing. But I honestly think it's been surpassed by other places in terms of actual quality as far as cons go. And also, what even you're, you're looking for, like for guys like us who are into the comics, I think if you know you actually want comic representation, like what's happening in the books you can read – you go to c2e2 now in chicago or you go to emerald city in seattle Mm -hmm. that's that's where the big ones are now yeah that seems to be where all like the publishers and stuff announce their 
bigger stuff whereas it's, it's very strange because you anything. think you think they would do it at san diego comic-con but they do it at these shows that are more dedicated to them whereas san diego comic-con is all about movies and games and stuff now yeah you're going to be drowned out if you do it anywhere yeah. else in fact i remember because again it's a fairly new thing that when you and i were doing the show it used to be like oh the sdc special and now we do c2e2 specials now because they put out just as much stuff <laughs> if not more yeah <laughs> it's a hell of a thing but uh yeah man i'm i'm glad i didn't have tickets to this because if so i'd be feeling that pinch super hard and i yeah. i can already feel like if they don't put on the show those people aren't getting their money back yeah they either won't get it or like what like a myriad of places are doing nowadays and just give you a credit which doesn't equal out to like what you would have paid out you know <laughs> but but they Look, pe most people won't know that so they'll take it <laughs> here's 12 san diego fun box <laughs> what can that get you uh, 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 a comic-con dollar what's, oh, the, what, no. what's, the, what's the conversion rate with the dollar uh, about one one hundredth of a cent <laughs> well you know we have a saying around here if you have to ask you're not gonna like it <laughs> <laughs> But hey, speaking of conventions that actually are happening and are actually going to be a thing, and this is actually a very nice uh, little segue, Mainframe Comic-Con is going to be bringing the con season online at the end of the month, actually. I believe this is the people who worked on the Chicago Comic-Con who are going to be working on this one as well. They already have a hell of a roster for people who are going to be coming to this. In fact, even some people we know, like Sal of Comic Pop and a bunch of other people have been announced for the show. I I was talking to one of the people, and then they didn't write me back. <laughs> uh, that's so always I'm, the case. I, I know how you yeah. feel. <laughs> so I'm saying that publicly right now. I know you have my email. Write me back, please. <laughs> But yeah, so so that's a tentative I might be at this one. But even if I wasn't, I will admit it's a super cool idea. They got a lot of great people behind it. They got a whole day's worth of events. And I really like the idea of an online Comic-Con. And these guys seem to be doing it right. I'm intrigued to see how it, like, how it's all set out. Because, um... Same. Like, how are they going to work it out? It's obviously going to be, like, like, what we're doing now, like chats and yes. people on webcams from their homes and stuff yeah th there's going to be panels uh people are going to be selling their art uh like they've, they've got like a whole online artist alley which is yeah, really cool, that's cool actually that's cool that's one of the best things because you know the artist alley is one of the biggest parts of going to a convention you know I, I i don't even buy anything in the artist alley but i love walking down and i love talking to people you meet all sorts of cool people there mm -hmm. yeah you do and it's not always just pictures, too. There was a lady at the uh, London Comic-Con I went to last time. She was making denim vests with uh, oh, nice. stuff. And I'm like, hey, can I take your number? I want to get a custom uh, vest in the future, but I'm like a size 52 shoulder. How much is that going <laughs> to run me? <laughs> and she's like, oh, there's not enough denim in the world, man. <laughs> not enough denim in Canada. <laughs> Yeah, you need, you need to go to the alternate denim universe to come back to have enough <laughs> denim for size 52. Yeah, for those who don't know, I am large, square shoulders. I'm basically built like a refrigerator, and getting jackets that fit is a fucking nightmare. Yes, I have that problem as well. My feet are the opposite. My feet are, I'm only like a size nine and a half but they're super freaking broad so like every shoe is tight on me so i need to get a shoe that is wider yeah, which feet, is hard to do feet like bricks 
very much so. And I never used to be that way because, like, I'll, I'll wear shoes till they fall apart. Like, shoes are probably the last thing I actually spend money on. Mm-hmm. But the last time I bought shoes, I'm like, okay, I will drop a couple hundred bucks on this because I need a pair of shoes that's going to last. <laughs> For real, but uh, yeah, mainframe sounds super cool. Uh, you know, I give them nothing but uh, respect for what they're doing. Uh, there's also the at home Comic Con that uh, again has been put together by some other similar comic book YouTubers. That one I will be at. We're mm-hmm. going to be doing tentatively uh, a live Elseworlds exchange. That's going to be nice. on the yeah, that's going to be at the 18th. So that's going to be next Saturday. Mm-hmm. You can see me on that. I'm sure we'll talk about that more before we get there. And uh, this one, mainframe, this is the 25th to the 26th, so this is at the end of the month. So, again, we, we got the whole con season rush, and again, and we're not even uh, in a real con season. It all went digital. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if this mainframe one, like, holds up and doesn't, like, fall, yeah, yeah. fall prey to, like, too many people and servers getting, mm. like, overloaded and stuff like that, because that could set, like, a precedence where, Absolutely. like, this becomes, like, a, a, a thing. Yeah, I really, I really, really hope this one works because, again, if it does take off, this could be like a yearly thing because, again, not everyone can make it to a Comic-Con, either because it's too expensive or there's not one in your city. Like, if this takes off, I would love to see Mainframe become like a yearly thing. Yeah, and it's it's not just Comic-Cons doing it as well. I think um, South by Southwest is doing their their film mm. festival online for yes. people with, I think, Amazon accounts. So That's for, so for the first cool. time ever, I get to go, I get to technically say i've been to south by southwest <laughs> likewise that's so freaking cool and that's again i'm like why don't you do that every year so yeah. many people would see your movies if you did that exactly you get so much more like exposure no i i know why they do it it's because if i make a movie and i work really hard at it and everything i want the premiere experience i yeah. want to sit in a theater i want to walk the carpet i want to you know schmooze and talk to people and you can't get that online i mean you know as much as we love online distribution online distribution still kind of has that stigma of like you direct to video on it yeah yeah which I uh, which I understand, man. There was a great direct-to-video joke in that new Mortal Kombat animated movie that came out this week. Oh, that came out. Yes, it did. It's quite good, actually. Oh, I'll have to give that a watch because I, I saw the trailer for that and it did actually look pretty good. It's really fun. It is again. It's like one of those DC animated movies because it's Warner Brothers animation, but way bloodier. They do the whole X-ray violence, and uh, Joel McHale is uh, Johnny Cage. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that that's actually a character he's suited for. It's perfect casting, and literally he has a joke early on in his first fight with Baraka where it's like, this is bullshit, I hope this doesn't go direct-to-video. <laughs> Which is extra funny, because the movie didn't end up going direct-to-video. It's, it, it's so good, and it's such a good adaptation of the first game. I'm like, man, I hope lots of people buy this so they can make the sequel, because I always really liked the storyline in Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, it's, a, it's a, uh, an adaptation of the first game. I just thought, because it's called, yes. like, what, Scorpion's Revenge. I just thought it was, like, a, a Scorpion-centric film. I guess, like, the first game is kind of Scorpion-centric. What? Well, that's the way they do it. Like, again, the, the plot of Mortal Kombat 1 is so simple because it is a fighting game yeah. that you could you could literally make it about anybody. So they made it about Scorpion because he is the Wolverine of the series. He is mm-hmm. the most popular yep. character. He is the poster boy. And they show you the plot of the first game basically through his eyes from start okay. to finish. Oh, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it is pretty cool, and it's pretty well done, and the voice cast is pretty solid. And Kano is in it. Not nearly long enough for me, but Kano <laughs> is in it. Again, if, if it was for me, it would just be all about Kano. But Kano wasn't there for a lot of these things. <laughs> Fuck it, it's about Kano now. <laughs> all Kano, all the time. The next one will be <laughs> Kano's Revenge. And it would be the same movie, but from ah, his point of view. Love it, love it to death. But uh, yeah, definitely check that one out. And check out uh, both the mainframe Comic-Con and the at-home Comic-Con when those things happen. I'll try and uh, retweet and keep people up to date on those things as they happen. But, yeah, uh, I'll yeah. definitely be taking a look at that. Yeah, so uh, that was the news this week, everyone. And uh, again, this is normally where we talk about what we read this week. And I didn't read anything this week. <laughs> well, I read stuff, but stuff from like two weeks ago. <laughs> likewise but again if anyone has any good questions in the comments section i figure you know we'll turn the rest of the show uh say the next like 30 minutes or so into a q a period if uh, everyone is so interested let's uh, let's take some questions what do we got here do 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 ask a good question get an okay answer <clears throat> tell you what though i've been playing that new animal crossing game and ah, lucky I, I actually got like i bought it like like a couple of days after it came out and i only got into just got into it like the last two days because like that first i didn't find the first like half hour hour to be very good That's like it, it's hear. it's very um fetch quest monotonous. So, sort of yeah, yeah monotonous but like once you get like your house it, it sort of like opens up the game a little bit more and you can do so much more I would love to get into that, but again, I've been watching my money because of uh, everything that's going on, and I don't know what I'm going to have to pay rent. Uh, I, I got to get my stimulus. My government stimulus packages went out this week, but I couldn't do it online because I'm behind on my taxes, and if you're behind on your taxes, you'll still get it, but you have to call and talk to a human being. <laughs> that's the thing with with mine. Like I, I couldn't get it because I'm not with the uh like the the welfare sort of thing mm -hmm. so i'd have to apply for that but then also like almost everyone else in the country is applying for that at the same time so it'd just exactly. be like I, I i this whole thing would be over by the time i i end up getting it but i'm luckily getting something through my work which is like some oh, like lucky. secure jobs sort of thing so that's good right well it's a fuck of a thing because i called twice and twice they're like oh our or, you know, our phone logs are overloaded because too many people are calling, call <laughs> yeah. back later. And now it's Easter, so it's a fucking civic holiday, so there's no one working at the government offices anyway, so I gotta wait till Monday to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh space lord had a good one hey matt and joel do you have plans to do commentary watch uh for the thing we probably should like if there's no news next week let's like think of a movie and do it yeah well yeah we'll put out like a i know a poll or something for for the fans yeah. the dictator film they they did announce that thing for, and I, I i got really hyped for it for a minute which is that twitch streaming amazon they have like watch parties but they're only yeah, giving yeah, it yeah. to top streamers and that that's a very <laughs> vague answer like what do they class it's as a never. top streamer <laughs> for real uh what is it jan have y'all played uh ff7 remake again would love to i'm watching my money so i haven't been able to buy any new video games but it looks fun i'm hearing good things what about you matt i have played i'm not as far as i should be in it. I, I had it for like a full week before everyone else 
So I should have right. really finished it, but I had like Resident Evil 3 come out. Uh, I started playing uh, Animal Crossing, stuff like that. I'm, I'm really deep into Breath of the Wild at the moment on the Switch. Mm. So I've been trying to like finish that off before I move on to anything else. Yeah, God, I want to play something new on my Switch too, but I look at all the prices, even when they're like, oh, we're having a sale. Oh, $5 <laughs> off, you consider a sale, uh, yeah, Nintendo? I remember we talked about this. It's just, yeah, the, the, oh, $80 game. Oh, that's on sale at $80. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's what happens when you're your own publisher and your own uh, console maker. You can dictate yeah. your own prices. Yeah. Again, have, haven't played Resident Evil 3 either for all the same reasons. I finished that the other day. Uh, it was really good. Jane saying you should check out the old IDW Transformers comics. Yeah, I heard they're good. But yeah, again, well, I, I feel like I don't. That's a, he only said that because I just reviewed the uh, the new Transformers versus Terminator series that, oh, that came nice, out the nice. week before all the comics shut down. Killer. It's pretty fucking uh, cool. The Terminators are the good guys. <laughs> oh, I like that uh shack 97 is asking us there do we know of any characters with good positive uh representation with asperger's in comics or in nerd media in general honestly no i think writers no. have this terrible thing and i've mentioned this in other stuff if you if you do have asperger's in something you, you're either treated as just like some uh unreachable weirdo or as like a weird superpower yeah a weird you're like a savant like like they do it yeah, all the time yeah. on like TV shows and everything. Like the one TV show, there's that one recently. I I don't think it's Asperger's the guy has, but it, he's like a doctor, and yeah. he he has autism or Asperger's or something. But like they treat it as like he's like this god level savant. Everyone is Rain Man. Yeah. Uh, uh Tevia says, uh, why don't we talk about Superman versus the Elite for commentary? Have we not done that? I know you and I love that one. Have we not done a commentary on that one? I don't think so. I don't believe so. Unless yeah, someone might... can pull one up of us doing a commentary. I don't think we have. It's true. Didn't didn't the didn't something happen with the writer of that story just recently? He didn't pass away, did he? The guy who wrote uh, What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way? Don't think so. I, I'm sure I, I would have heard about that. Yeah, I, I hope not. But yeah, didn't something something happen with the writer of that original story, which makes a lot of sense. Maybe we should do it. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo doesn't know how online sales work or chat systems. No, they don't. I haven't had to do anything with the chat system, and I'm lucky about that. Yeah, no. I, oh, the chat system is so bad. Um, I just looked up like Joe Kelly is the is the writer of uh, yeah, yeah. of that story. I don't believe he passed away i hope not no he didn't no okay Whew, good joe kelly is fine everyone we can relax <laughs> and unclench uh what comic characters would you like to see in smash bros i mean spider-man is pretty obvious i think he would work really well in smash swinging Sp around spider-man hulk hulk yeah big smash big strong yeah big strong uh when reading deceased did you guys think of that simpsons halloween episode uh where they leave earth yeah i thought of a couple of simpsons <laughs> episodes that the ones where they fight zombies in the school <laughs> yeah did you see i think it was like like turkish news or something was like talking about that deceased comic like mainstream turkish news was talking about that comic in relation to the covid virus oh wow <laughs> tom kicked tom taylor like brought it up on on twitter he's like whoa this is this is weird <laughs> that's shocking 
Uh, the chat is saying there, no, we know we did not do a commentary on that. Did we? Am I thinking, did we do a commentary on it when we worked at Name Redacted? I don't think so. I, I or, would remember we, that. I guess, or do we just love the movie so much that we, uh, that we just maybe, kept maybe we, maybe, maybe when we watch, when we watch it, we like inadvertently did a commentary like to ourselves, like Probably. we're just talking through the whole <laughs> fucking film while watching it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we, again, if there's no news next week, let's do Superman versus the elite because Superman versus the elite is just fucking awesome. Yeah. Just a really good one. Again, I have so many things I need to catch up on. But again, because, you know, we are getting so close to the Mad Max times, I am just dying uh, to go back and revisit uh, Fury Road again. (laughs) That's a good film. Good film. It is. It really is. Uh, Can you guys make the Deadpool commentary available on YouTube? Okay. Okay, Winford, uh, you asked. I will answer that. Uh, I do believe when we migrated from Podbean to uh, SoundCloud, the Deadpool uh, commentary track was the only one that we lost. So, Of course it was. Yeah, so unless anyone had a backup of that anywhere that they downloaded, that is the lost comic multiverse commentary. Yeah, and we, we could do it again, I guess. We could. Uh, again, Shaq asks, what superhero video game would you want to see? Uh, I know I've said this many times before, but I think you could make a great Borderlands-style game out of the Suicide Squad where everyone gets to pick a character and they all have their different powers, etc., etc. That would be pretty cool. I'd like to see a new Punisher game. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I wonder if that's a harder sell now. Pray, oh, it absolutely would be a hard sell, but it, it would be probably be pretty cool. Uh, I would want it to be open world. And again, it's funny to think Violation, the guys who did uh, the Saints Row games, also made the PS2 one that everyone mm-hmm. loves. Yeah, that's a great I, game. It is. I would want it to be open world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone keeps saying a Superman game. I don't know how you do a Superman game, honestly. You that's just have to embrace it and just just do it. Just make it Superman and just <laughs> fly him through rings. Maybe just in a virtual world that Lex Luthor is created with Brainiac. You know, Matt, I think you got it. I think you got it in one, man. (laughs) You know what you do? You just completely rip off uh, Batman Arkham Asylum and call it Superman Phantom Zone. He gets sent in the Phantom Zone and his powers aren't working 100 (laughs) percent. That actually would be pretty fun. I know. And then you could go through a who's who of Superman villains and Kryptonian criminals. You could even invent some new ones. Yeah, we could have Roger Zerg. Yeah, oh, I love Roger Zergman. <laughs> He's my lawyer. <laughs> Got him, at, man. You do that fight, but like Rogelzar just like trips over something. He's like the electrocutioner fight. You hit him once and he's done. <laughs> he just trips over on his own volition. <laughs> yeah, really. I think you could make a fun Green Arrow game, but make it like a super origin story where it's only Ollie on the island having to survive. <laughs> yeah, like a survival game just reskin uh what is it some far cry throwing a little uh crafting from tomb raider there you go yeah that'd be actually pretty damn cool again there's great bow combat in those games how has no one made a green arrow mod for those last uh tomb raider games and or the last far cry game (laughs) roger zoidberg (laughs) (laughs) that's uh that would be my pitch for one again i think it's all about picking the right superhero for the job Ooh, a Persona-style X-Men RPG, yeah, where you gotta go to Xavier's school during the day and go out to fight crime at night. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be, oh, man. I guess that's kind of like, like, 
it'd be kind of like ultimate alliance in that way where it's like a team yeah, yeah. you can like interchange and get buffs and stuff with absolutely you know if you hang out with people at the xavier school during the day you build your social bonds and you can do cool finishing moves like the fastball special and everything <laughs> Oh, shit, I think we just came up with a banger of a fucking game right there. Maybe you create your own silent JRPG protagonist and get to pick your own powers and everything and you get to hang out with everyone else. Didn't they do that game already with the X-Men? They did. They Called did. Destiny or something? Yeah, and it was really shitty. It was shitty, but it was kind of a cool idea. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm surprised, Space Lord, they haven't done more with the Rick and Morty license as far as game goes. Yeah, they haven't really had much much games. They had that like VR game, virtual reality, the Pocket Mortys. Yep, which is good. I guess it's so you don't hate it. Ooh, a Daredevil Yakuza style beat 'em up. Yeah, that'd be cool. Didn't they try and make a Daredevil game before? And they they like they tried. Did. They couldn't work out how to do like the echo location in a way that would like be be uh, like faithful to the character and actually mm -hmm. like look and make sense. Yeah, it was fairly far far along, too. I do believe there's, like, a whole video that details that there's a lot of mm -hmm. concept art and everything, and it looked really promising. Yeah. It looked very promising. It's so funny, too. It's like, yeah, we couldn't do his echolocation. Meanwhile, you got Batman and Assassin's Creed and every other game basically ripping off his shit. <laughs> yeah. And to think the one person we never got to do it was that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, what about a Squadron Supreme game? Well, if they can't get Justice League right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, use it like a Hitman sense for Daredevil. Like, he can use it a little bit, but not a lot, so the game is still challenging. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. That'd be fun. I'd like that one a lot. I'm surprised they've done nothing with The Flash to make a game out of him. They have. They almost out. made a game. They, there's, like, yeah, actual, oh, like, right. footage of, of, like, a working Flash game where he's, like, running around a city and everything. Right, I remember that, you know, demo footage. Because, yeah, it's like either he's running so fast that you can't see him or he's running so fast everything else looks like it's running slow around yeah, you him. you can do so much fun stuff with that. You can, too. You could do some time travel shit. You know, there's a lot of cool places you could take a Flash game should they want to. Mm -hmm. Especially, too, with the success of the show and everything. I'm shocked they didn't try and make anything happen out of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. make a ghost rider game but it's just road rash ghost <laughs> racers <laughs> that actually pretty cool i'm uh, surely someone's made a mod for road rash where like your character's just got like a flaming skull head that would be nice yeah another god of war style wolverine game we kind of got one during that first movie that, that was a really fucking up. good game i love that it game. it was and they never followed it up and it bothers me that the, they, they never the, followed the, it the up healing factor in that game was so damn cool totally hey let's do a god of war style game only it's thor fighting through uh norse time well they kind of had that they when they, they they made all of marvel phase one as video games and the thor one was kind of like that it was really shitty they're all really yeah, bad they all were. um but yeah it was kind of like a god of war style like hack and slash yeah yeah i do remember that one vaguely yeah, Wonder Woman again. You could throw her in that to a Wonder Woman God of War-esque game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely places you could go with it. Uh, who would be good for a first-person shooter? Nick Fury, first-person shooter. Ooh, that'd be cool. Make it like a yeah. like a 60s spy game. 
ooh, nice, or just take a Call of Duty and change their uniforms. Like, okay, they're the Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. <laughs> and instead of fighting nondescript Middle Easterners or brown people, you just fight guys in a yellow and green costumes yep. and they're Hydra. Yeah, Hydra or AIM. <laughs> yeah, see, that would be really easy. That'd be really fun. Yeah, or, or, you, uh, or you do like a Nick Fury game, but make it like Hitman. Yeah, there you go. Again, you really uh, do the spy stuff. Heck, uh, a Black Widow game where it's just Hitman. Mm. Winter Soldier, again, he fits that mold too as Guy yep. with God. Yep. What about Iron Man? What kind of game would you do with Iron Man? He can fly, he can shoot. There's a lot of tech and he, hacking stuff. He had two games, remember? I know, and they both sucked. Yeah, they, well, they had good ideas where you could, like, reroute power to, like, jet boots or, yeah, repulses and stuff like that. But, yeah, it was it was awful. But, yeah, you'd need, you'd need to do something like like customizable armors. and stuff. I guess that's what the new Avengers game is going to be doing. It's a little like what Anthem is, only Anthem sucked, but imagine a good <laughs> version of that where instead of just making Iron Man in the game, you just are Iron Man. Yeah. Are they remaking Anthem? They keep saying they're remaking it. I don't believe them. <laughs> I, I, I never bought it when it was new. I never caught that bug or the Destiny bug or the Warframe bug, and I know they're all kind of in these same veins. I knew I caught the Destiny 2 bug because Destiny 2 was a lot better than Destiny 1. Yeah, that's what I heard yeah uh anything else going on anything at all everyone i know we've descended into video game talk now and it's hard to come back from that <laughs> and uh, oh, it other... is hard to come back from because that's all everyone's doing nowadays yeah i know right not me though i wish i had more time to play video games again i recorded like 18 individual video files i don't know how you do it but when i film a thing where it's like I, I i still do it like i'm doing it into the mic where it's like okay i record finish a thought duh, pause come back with a new thought pause i usually write out my whole review do that and then do my my thoughts my my big thought chunk for the end of the video last like i'll would, I would record that separately and then intercut it which is easy when it's just audio, but when I'm on video doing it, I still want to make eye contact because it's weird <laughs> if I'm looking slightly down to read a script, you know what I'm doing. Yeah, you should get like a, uh, see if you can get like a like a Chiron or something on, the, oh, on your screen yeah. just and just like have it roll slowly. Teleprompter or yeah. something. Well, you know, exactly. You know the trick some people do if you ever see people in videos do this, they wear thick black sunglasses so you can't see that they're reading. <laughs> I, I could be looking anywhere. You don't know. I could be looking you anywhere. You need to get those glasses that have, like, the fake eyes on the front of them. There so you're, you like, go. just, like, dead staring at the camera while you're actually reading. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, oh, Winford had a good question. Any good music you've been listening to recently? Uh, honestly, I've gotten into Greta Van Fleet. I kind of like them a lot. I haven't really been listening to a lot of music. Usually when I do, though, it's, like, movie soundtracks and stuff. My Spotify mm -hmm. is just filled movie and tv soundtracks that's some good shit that's how i do it too yeah i don't really interact much with modern music that's like a fandom that i just uh just not there for for whatever reason. i used to do it more when i got out more and i could listen to the radio i haven't listened to the radio in for years so i don't even know what the big top uh hits are anymore <laughs> yeah uh what else do we got going on here Oh, people tell me there's a good way to get games at a better price, so I'll have to look into that at some point. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it called piracy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? 
Bacon Cheese Cat, which is an amazing name. Thank you for joining the chat. Says, will you do an auto yo commentary for Bloodshot now that it's available on Prime Video? Uh, would enough people be willing to see that? Because I did a Bloodshot video and it barely crossed a thousand. So I wonder would anyone which, give a shit about the commentary? Which is really funny because the VOD for Bloodshot did better numbers than the Birds of Prey VOD. Wow. <laughs> which interesting. Like, that should tell everyone about the movie like yeah i, I kind of like birds of prey but yeah not a lot of people wanted it <laughs> i'm well also i mean more people had a chance to see birds of prey in theater where for bloodshot did it because it did like it did weeks. abysmal in, in theaters like terrible yeah uh, maybe it's one of those things where it's like look i didn't want to go pay to see bloodshot in theater but i'll happily see it on video on demand did it even come out in theater because yeah, i know for like two weeks yeah so it wasn't very long in theaters that and Onward were out at, like, the same time. Mm -hmm. Which Onward is great. I love Onward. I still haven't seen it. It's wonderful. It's good stuff. And it's on the Disney Plus app now, so you can just do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, someone asked about Star Trek Picard. I haven't been watching it. I watched it. I didn't fucking like it. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm firmly in that camp that Rich and Mike from Red Letter Media are in, where it was, like not needed it's it's completely like different characters even though they're the same characters from the next generation it's mm. awful yeah i know i know very little about trek whenever i hear a new trek thing all i can think is like hey when's the orville coming back <laughs> i gotta catch i i i kind of fell off at the end of season one i like saw all the season one so i didn't see a season two and someone i think one of the vfx guys posted like this big space battle and i'm like holy shit that looks amazing this is this is it's network tv <laughs> yes it's shockingly good the way they take it they literally do their own take on best of both worlds in yeah. season two yeah I, i've got to catch up on that it, it the quality of it is shocking i cannot believe that seth mcfarlane used his cloud at the fox network to trick <laughs> them into making a new arguably better star trek show than the real star trek show that's what was really funny about it because it came out before that discovery came out and it was like amazing and then discovery came out mm -hmm. and it was still amazing it's still better than the actual star trek show you can tell we're living in the darkest timeline when that's the case. <laughs> when the guy who made Family Guy, uh -huh. featuring dogs punching men in crutches and, and everything, yep. makes a better Star Trek show than the actual people who own the Star Trek brand. And you can see how they tricked them too, because episode one of the Orville is like, hey, dick jokes, dick jokes, dick jokes, ha 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 ha, Star Trek things, remember this. And then by the time episode two rolls around, they're like, okay, so we're just going to move some of those dick jokes aside there and start <laughs> telling really interesting character pieces. And then the longer the show goes on, it becomes less and less of a comedy and more of just a straight up science fiction yeah. show. Uh, yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah, the Orville, really cool. Yeah, you should catch up on it. I hope it comes back soon. Yeah, do they have they they've announced the season three, haven't they? They have, but again, they're not sure if it's going to air on Fox or Hulu. Apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it'd be funny if it, it's CBS All Access border and it, yeah, yeah, they have like a block of Star Trek diet, The Orville, and Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> wow, like you joke, but that'd be pretty hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think the reason they did that is like someone bought McFarlane's contract, so he's not like exclusively working for Fox anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't like you, you gotta, have like recently some like huge like multi million dollar like buy? Yeah, they paid him something ridiculous to go and uh, make shows for other people. Yeah. 
which again made me worried. I'm like, no, don't cancel the Orville because he's got to go somewhere else. Come on. <laughs> I like this show so much. <laughs> but yeah, so do we have really anything else to talk about? Again, if this just ended up kind of being a short one, I guess we'll just end up being a short one. We've done at least over an hour, which is what I was aiming for anyway. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think there's really much else. Not, not a lot has been happening. Lately. No, not really. Yeah, for real. I, uh, I gotta get back, I guess, and start to editing that Miles video for tonight, and to watch the new Tiger King episode, which you said <laughs> is disappointing, but I still want to check out anyway. Yeah, it's very, very disappointing. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. Are you still doing comic book? Would you rather? Maybe we'll do that next week. I didn't put one together for this week. Yeah, but, no, uh, again, we probably shouldn't make it weekly because, like, yeah. probably end up getting overlaps in questions. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, again, if, if we need it, I'll do one. But uh, yeah, so thanks everyone for coming out and watching this. Sorry it's a little shorter than normal, but hey, I put up another long stream video anyway this week, so hopefully it evens out. Cool, cool. Yeah, you can't say I didn't uh, cheat you any new <laughs> content and anything, everyone. You're getting, you're getting your dose of Joel and Matt, I promise it. Yeah, and I guess if there's no big news next week, then we'll be doing that audio commentary. We'll do it, maybe, yeah. we'll, we'll work out how to do it, maybe live, like where it's just yeah, our voices yeah. and may, maybe cameras or something. Yeah, yeah, we can turn it. It's like, oh, but then I gotta put pants on, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just, maybe just audio and you, you guys can join us in the chat for the film yeah exactly we can all watch it together that'll be fun yeah but yeah so thanks everyone for watching again as always if you're a patron you'll get to hear this show first before anyone else in both audio and visual uh format uh thank you to the two new patrons who did sign up uh your names unfortunately escape me at the moment i always wish i had this shit in front of me but i never fucking seem to but uh yeah thank you all so much uh, thank you everyone for spending your sunday night with us i know you have lots of options and things to binge and everything else i'm glad you still picked us at the end of the day yeah definitely and uh, yeah, come rain or shine, come no news or nod, Matt and I will be back again next week to do this all over again. So Absolutely. thank you. So until then, everyone, stay safe, wash your goddamn hands, don't get sick, <laughs> yeah. and we'll all get through this together. Yeah, wash your hands, wash your ass. <laughs> wash your ass. If nothing else, the comic multiverse tells you wash your ass, not like those other podcasts. <laughs> We're different. All right, everyone, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, bye.